Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to the place where sports opinions collide. Thank you for tuning in once again to the Dead End Sports Show. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about the Adrian Peterson case. We're also going to get in some talk about Greg Hardy and Ray Rice. Of course, we're going to talk week two of the NFL, and you know we're going to talk fantasy football. Of course, I'm going to be joined by my co-hosts, you know my partners, Beezy, Ken, and FIFO. So pass the word, dead end sports, it's about to go down right now. Live each and every Tuesday night 
So in the event you cannot listen to the show live or you missed any parts of the show, make sure that you check out our archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash Sports. If you're on iTunes, please go to iTunes and download us, subscribe to us, and more importantly, leave a rating for us. All ratings will be read on the air. Leave us a five-star rating, if you will. Also, if you're on Stitcher, if you have an Android or iPhone, you can download us on the Stitcher application for free. Upload it and listen to us at your leisure, at home, or on the go. Also, leave us a review on Stitcher as well, and we will read it back over the air. Once again, the phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. You are locked in. I am your host, 12 Kyle. Once again, and this is Dead End Sports. Man, we got so much to talk about. To be honest, two hours probably is not enough time, (laughs) to be honest. But we're going to get it done anyway. Got to thank everybody for tuning in. And let me start before we even get started on the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We definitely appreciate your support. Uh, We are coming up on a year of Dead End Sports, man, and I can't tell you enough how appreciative the four of us are uh, as to what you all, the listening public, the people who follow us on Twitter, support us coming through. Some of you came from Dead End Hip Hop. Some of you came from my show, the 12 Radio Show. Uh, So we definitely appreciate the love and support. We can't say thank you enough. Without further ado, I will not be doing this show alone. Uh, you know I got my partners in crime. We're going to get it hot and heavy. First, let's go to the beat maker of the crew. He hails from the D. My man, Beezy. Beezy, what up, though? What up, though, Kyle? What's going on, brother? Chilling, man. Chilling. What's up with you? Oh, chilling, man. You know, just, just doing me. That's all I can do, man. Just do me. <laughs> No doubt, no doubt. Next up to bat is my man. He hails from the shy. We call him the point guard of the crew. He's also the quarterback of the crew. My man, FIFO. FIFO, what's good, baby? Yo, what's good, Kyle? Chilling, man, chilling. I just realized something, FIFO. When we were hanging out a couple weeks ago, and I was in your Mm -hmm. car, nothing was bumping Mm -hmm. in the whip. Exactly. (laughs) When we made the run to the store, there was nothing bumping in. And I know we were talking, but it was not bumping in the whip, man. You know what, Kyle? I, I, I'll make it a point next time you ride with me. We're going to be bumping something. Okay. There you go. There you go. I, I thought about it. I said, you know what, man? We, I was in FIFA car, and, and there was nothing bumping in the whip. All right. So next time we get together, we get in your car with something definitely bumping in the whip. And uh, last but not least, man, the Professor X of the crew, uh, the man who finally got his first fantasy football win this weekend, <sighs> my man, Kenneth. Ken, what's up, man? Hey, what's what's good, Kyle? Man, it's it's been quite a day, man. You know, uh, <laughs> I can tell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. You know, kids' soccer practice has to deal with that, and you know, come here, man, and just uh, do something around the house, man. But you know, I'm, I'm ready, man. Just it's been an eventful day, just kind of you know, documenting and updating the people on the results. What happened this weekend and football on the dead in sports league? So, because I know the people. They want to know. They listen. Yeah, they want to know. They don't. Yeah, yeah. So they need to see the results of uh, what we're talking about. <laughs> it's only, it's only right. Oh man. Uh, before we get started, man, I gotta, I gotta thank you guys again for coming on my show last week. Uh, on my show, the Twelve Radio Show, had the whole Dead and Hip Hop crew 
these three guys, as well as uh, my man Midas Media and Mike C-Town. A lot, a lot of great feedback from the show, man. We got to do it again. Um, I, I didn't realize y'all clown Will about his rapping skills. Uh, I went back and listened to the show. Man, funny show. <laughs> That's all I can <laughs> Wow. That's all I can say. Um, but, we'll uh, but yeah, yeah. We'll we, yeah, we we definitely we definitely got to do that again. And, and speaking of hip hop, man, Ken, you got any uh, any old school hip hop for us today before we get it cracking? Man, you know I, I've been so busy, man. I know I'm I'm letting the people down. I'm slipping, but this is the second week in the row. I don't have anything uh, together right now. Man, I'm but, gonna have to start taking over this. I'm gonna have to start doing this, man. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, man. You know. I, I, Hey man, you know you, you, you got something of... started there, man, and now you now you slapping. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So yeah. we we had we had a lot happen last weekend, so that that's why I didn't have anything last weekend. So I you I, know I what that? You know, uh, so you know what? I, here, here's what I'm gonna do, man. I, I I got one for you, man. I'm gonna just make this this easy, man, because you know what? I remember when we did a classic album poll, and I threw this suggestion out there, and nobody thought before. And you know what that told me? is that we have a lot of young people listening to the show that don't really know anything. So, um, and watch our show. So I was like, all right, so I threw out A-Ball and MJ. Coming out hard. Coming out hard. Oh, my gosh. It it received, like, the bottom of all of the votes. Like, nobody was voting for it. So obviously, man, I should have been on there that day voting. it, 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 It was so disrespectful. That's yeah, they ain't know. They ain't know about that. They ain't know about. They wasn't ready for that one right there. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, probably, they're yeah. probably in Pampers at the time. They're probably in Pampers at the time. So we got probably we got so, we got to so. excuse the young fellas. I mean, and, that, right. and that's so. when it, you know. I, I think for me, that's when you realize like sometimes on Twitter, like I was talking, I was tweeting with somebody the other day, and they had never heard Illmatic, and I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> like. Like, I don't know if I can talk to you. You never heard Illmatic. I wanted to be like, yo, get off Twitter and go, go listen to Illmatic and come back and talk to me. Um, but, yeah, I man, we can talk hip-hop so, yeah. all night. We got, we got that, sports that's to one. cover. So that's, yeah, yeah. So go ahead, yeah. That's, that's one. Listen to that. It's a quick listen. And I know my man, Fifo, he got something to say. So what's up, Fifo? I was just saying, man, look, make it simple. Just let them know what you bumping in the whip today, man. What you was bumping in the whip today, Ken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I got, oh, you know what I was listening to, the new Quest? Um, this uh, afternoon, on the way to the uh, to the house, and then um, this morning, I was listening to uh, to, to Illville. So uh, yeah, that, that 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 was it, man. So that's all we got. That's that's it. So yeah, yeah, simple, easy. But yeah, the album is uh, Ape on MTG. And check right, out the it is website. coming out hard. Coming out hard. And, uh, the phone number to call in six four six four seven eight zero three five six again six four six Four seven eight zero three five six. You are locked in to Dead End Sports. I am your host, Twelve Kyle, and this is Dead End Sports, joined by my partners in crime, Beezy, Ken, and FIFO. We're about to get it cracking, so pass the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend. The boys are back on the air again. Um, hey man, a lot of stuff is going on, and we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it. Uh, Adrian Peterson. Um, as many of you know, if unless you've been hiding under a rock, Adrian Peterson was over the weekend indicted on uh, charges that he mistreated, uh, abused his four-year-old son. Like I said, if you're not familiar with the story, Adrian Peterson had one of his sons uh, in his 
came to visit him, I think this was back in May. Peterson at one point disciplined the child right before the child was supposed to go back home, hit the child with a switch. Um, I, I don't think I need to really explain to people what a switch is, <laughs> especially if you came up in our era, because you probably saw quite a few switches. But nonetheless, the switch is a small branch or tree or whatever, yeah, it, and it, it could, you know, leave marks. Nonetheless, it left marks on the kid, uh, several marks and lashes, because what happened was the uh, Adrian Peterson's baby mama took the child to the uh, emergency room or took him to the doctor or something, and the doctors actually reported the abuse. Uh, Adrian Peterson was subsequently not found to be, was, did not face any charges from the initial grand jury that looked at the testimony, but a second grand jury actually indicted him over the weekend. As you know, Adrian Peterson was deactivated by the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, subsequently, yesterday, the Vikings made a statement that Adrian Peterson would fully participate this week as well as play on Sunday. So I'll start right there first with you, B. What, what's your take on Adrian Peterson, man, and should he be playing right now? Oh, man. Um, it, this is a very complicated, you know, situation because, of course, you, you, got, you, got, a lot, you got a lot of new school parents that's like, okay, no, no discipline, no whipping, you know, they should be in timeout corner or whatever. Then you got the <laughs> right. old... Then, then, then you got folks that's like older than us, you know, or, or our parents saying, "Well, you know what? I want my child with a switch all the time, and they turned out to be a very successful, you know, young woman or a young man or whatever." So it's like, what's wrong with you know beating them with a switch? You know, I agree with that to a extent, but it's like you know you can't you can't do that no more. Time has changed. You know, it's like we live in a world to where if 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 you whoop your child with a belt, a nice leather belt, and they call um, what's that what's that company what's that group? Um, uh, uh, yeah, they call defects. Guess what? You might lose. You might lose your child just just for giving them a whooping because they was being disrespectful towards teachers. So you know, it's it's we just in totally in different times. Um, so I guess for that being a touchy subject, I think I think I guess Minnesota trying to play it safe. Saying I guess they're trying to get the facts out right before before they let them. I mean, before they you know continue to either not let them play or continue to let them play. But then my thing is. If you want to bring him back on the field, why not just let him play this past Sunday? You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why, why sit him down and then be like, oh, okay, well, we're just going to wait and see for you. You know what, AP, you can go ahead and play. I mean, that's okay. If you're going to sit him out, sit him out. If you're going to let him right. play, let the, man, let the man play. So, you know, I'm, it's, 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 this is a very interesting and complicated situation, man. I don't like it. I don't like it because it's like it's that in between. I play that in between field. It's like, yeah, I know you and we we in 2014. You, you know, you, you can't you can't whoop kids no more. But I'm from the era where hell, I got plenty of whooping. I got plenty of ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. so, so you know, it's like you know, it, 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 I kind of to a certain degree, I kind of agree with Mike Dickel when he was like, you know, I got whoopings and it made me a better man. That's how I am. I'm like, I, I got whoopings in the past. I, I felt it made me a better man. But you know, in today's parenting. We just in a different we in a different era where you can't do stuff like that no more. So I can understand why you know. But I think it's interesting that they use the word child abuse. I guess because, I guess because he's so young. I guess at a, I don't remember getting right. like that. To that Did you see the pictures, Obi? No, I didn't see the pictures. I didn't see the pictures. Oh, the right. pictures. So, yeah, yeah, the pictures. So, yeah, so yeah. The pictures tell the story. The pictures okay, really yeah, tell I the story. I I didn't, I didn't see the, I, but I can understand though him being four years old. It's like okay, that's a little bit too extreme to have him getting a switch at four years old. Like, 
Damn, I mean, mm-hmm. that is that is pretty harsh for a very, very young child. I mean, you know, damn near getting out of baby mode and you whooping a four-year-old, you know, child like that. So, you know, but my thing is, is with the NFL, just uh, they just they just scrambling. They all over the place right now. NFL right. is just running with with they they like running with their head cut off like a chicken. They just all over the place. They don't know what's going on. They're trying to do their best to protect the shield, but then something else is happening. And then this is it's just it's all over the place, man. So, and you know what, I find it interesting that you know with all the heat going down on Roger Goodell these past few days, all of a sudden that heat kind of lifted off of Roger Goodell with this AP situation. Now, oh, mm-hmm. let's focus on Adrian Peterson. Before it was. Oh, let's go for Roger Goodell's head. He should be fired. You know, he's he's right. you know evidence from the Ray Rice situation. Now all of a sudden, everybody's focused on AP, and we all forget. Everybody's starting to forget about Roger Goodell. So it's like it's, it's amazing how this kind of how this story kind of come up at a at a at a particular time, and you know when everybody was going after Roger Goodell. Now they forgetting it right now. So I just think the NFL just need to get their mind right and, and figure out, make up their mind what they're gonna do. Play him, you play him. If you want him to sit out another week. Sit them out of another, I mean, make up your mind because now you're looking real iffy. And now people, now you got an outlash of people saying, oh, you know, why are you letting them play and all that little stuff? Your child, you know, so it's, it's a real touchy situation. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, FIFO? What's your take on it, man? And, and should AP be playing this week? You know, uh, B, I think that your stance would, would really change if you saw the pictures because I feel exactly like you. You know, obviously, I'm not that much younger than y'all. And I, well, you know, a lot younger than Ken, but, you know, that's a whole different story. <laughs> hey, wait a minute, man. I'm um, older than Ken. Hold up. <laughs> hey, be, uh, I, you, you, you want me to get over? Hey, but Ken has gray hair. I don't have gray hair. Hey, man, I, I can throw you into the same pot as Ken, man. Look, like, like that, that's me and Ken's special thing now. You want me to throw you in there? I can throw you in there. <laughs> All right, but, go ahead. But, look. Be honestly, I think if you would have saw the pictures, you would feel different. You know, again, I'm not that much younger than all of y'all, and I got whooped too. And when I first heard the story, I was like, you know what, man? Look, it's probably the best for him. You know, it, they probably just overblowing it. This, that, and the third. But when I started really doing research, especially because I knew we were going to talk about this topic, and I saw the pictures, I was like, okay, now this is excessive because my mm-hmm. arms, my legs, my scrotum, my behind never looked like these pictures here. Right. And to me, what AP did was very excessive. Now, I still believe in whooping, but at the same time, there has been research to show that once, if you whip your kid two or more times, your child is almost 70% more likely to be aggressive. You see what I'm saying? So, obviously, in 2014, now that we have research, we can quantify what actions and parental actions do ha- have on children. Yeah, we're in an era where maybe spanking isn't the best, but it all depends, again, on what your child does, if he deserves or if he or she deserves one or not. Now, I still come from an era, or I come from a, uh, I don't have kids, but when I do have kids, I'm, I'm coming from a place where if you deserve a whooping, you're going to get a whooping. I'm going to explain to you why you got that whooping. Now, right. I don't think I'm going to go as far as my parents did because this is a different era. And I think that us being, you know, in our age group, we have to take some of the old and some of the new, mix it together, and do our best. Mm-hmm. But when you look at those pictures and see where he got whooped and how he got whooped, I don't think AP should be playing this week. Now, here's the thing. This is the first of its kind, so I right. don't want to be 
saying, well, AP can't discipline his kids, this, that, and the third. No, I think every parent has their right to discipline their child in the way that they see fit. But at the same time, when you look at the pictures, the same way with the Ray Rice video, we've had all of these people just get, you know, slaps on the wrist for domestic violence. But now when we see the video, this guy's suspended indefinitely. Now we see pictures. If it was just, hey, you know, child abuse, we didn't see no pictures, we saw no evidence, then it's kind of like, you know what, okay, he has a right to discipline his kid. But when you see and you get the detailed information, I think that that was a bit excessive. I don't know how he should be punished via the NFL. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know. You know, and at the same time with Roger Goodell, Goodell being judge, jury, executioner, mm-hmm. I don't know if he has to wait on due process to make a decision. And I agree with being that standpoint. Make a decision, stick to it, write it out. You right. see what I'm saying? Because if you're wrong, then amend your wrong. But, again, I understand this is a very sticky situation because it's the first of its kind. I, I've never heard of a professional athlete being charged with child abuse. And then right. now it's coming out that it's not just one child. It's also right, the other right. child. You see what I'm saying? So so with that being said, and also listening to Charles Barkley, you know, he was on ESPN a couple of days ago. He said that he has a couple of professional football friends, and some of those guys can't turn it off. Now, I don't know AP. I don't have any professional football friends. But you can't tell me by the looks of what's happening right now, maybe he has an issue with controlling anger. You see what I'm saying? So... Look, I think it's a very sick situation. I'm glad I'm not I'm not the commissioner, even though I would take his forty four million dollars a year. I would definitely <laughs> no, right. take that. But you know, to deal with this type of stuff, this is the reason why you get the big bucks and I think that he can't waver on this, even though obviously he's going through his own stuff too and like B said, it's also kinda of getting swept under the rug right now. But he has to make a decision. He has to he he, he has to be stern with it because that's what they needed. That's what obviously the NFL still needs because they still have the image problem. So it's just a very difficult situation. And I think that it, I think for society, it's better that you come down hard than reduce it, than come down soft and then have to increase it, such as Ray Wright. That's true. That's, that's a very good point. Kim, what's your take on it, man? AP, man, should he. What's your take on it, and should he be playing? I have battled with this story since it broke. Um, yeah, you, you're a parent. I am a parent, and I have a six-year-old just turned six. I understand that children react and behave like children, especially at the age of four. And... um. I did look at the pictures, FIFO. I wanted to see the pictures. I wanted to understand what they were describing as child abuse, and I completely agree. What what he did was excessive, um, uncalled for, and for a four-year-old, it, it was totally unnecessary. I am not going to sit here on this call on the show and say that I haven't whooped my child at the age of four, because I would be lying. Mm-hmm. But I haven't excessively whooped my child at the age of four. You know, um, my wife and I, we were talking about this. And one of the things that I learned 
is that your children know what they're doing and they're doing it. And whenever right. my child did something that I knew for, without a doubt, that he knew exactly what he was doing, and he got in trouble for it. And if, if mm-hmm. that required spanking, then it, it was a spanking. But if he was just being a kid, if he was just fighting over a toy, if he was just running around and spilled some juice, nah. No, 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 no. We're talking about repeat patterns of misbehavior over and over again. But right. I also learned, Father, that it don't take much to put fear in your child. Nope. You know? And, and <laughs> Not at all. Now, I don't even really have to say much. I could threaten to go get the belt. He'll tighten up. I could walk towards him when he knows that I'm serious. He'll tighten up. Kyle, you know this. You can give him no, a yeah. look. That's He'll it. Tighten give up. him a look. You don't have to whoop a child as excessive as Adrian Peterson did. Um, so, yeah, I can understand why he was definitely indicted on child abuse charges. In my mind, I believe that what Adrian Peterson believed at the time was that he was administering, administering discipline on his child. He was raised that way. He mm-hmm. said it. People said it. I will say it. I was raised the same way as well. I was talking to my mom today, and I asked my mom about this story. And I asked my mom, did she whoop me as a child at four? And she said, not like that. That's all you need to know. Right. Because, you know, you can administer punishment, but you don't have to go overboard. Who? But at the same time, And this is how it starts to become complicated. Who am I to tell another parent how to raise a child? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and because you don't have the right. You have the right because, you know, if the child can't defend themselves and if that child's in harm, somebody got to step in and and help that child. And, and, And I get that. This was a, a, a disciplinary case, and I firmly believe that Adrian Peterson is not walking around abusing his children. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think that there's a slight difference between the two. There were child abuse activities put on that child at the time that he issued the punishment, but Adrian Peterson, from what we know now and from what has been made public, he's not running around abusing his children. He doesn't know how to discipline his children. You know what I'm saying? That's, I think, is the key. Now, the other thing that complicates this for me is that now all of a sudden, when a person is indicted on charges, now all of a sudden, you got the NFL and you got professional organizations, now they're inside your home. They're inside your private life. Right. Right, and and you know, again, hey man, who who are you to tell me what to do in my own home? You know, I so this is new. People is absolutely right. This is new. I I don't know how to process it. I don't know how to handle it. I don't like child abuse on children. I hate it. But for me, when it came down to child abuse, for me, what what child abuse was to me visually was any on good time. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Right. 
That's right, right, right. I, that was what I saw, and I, I remember that. But, you know, have I received whoopings? Yes. Have I received severe whoopings where I've had bruises? Absolutely. Well, absolutely. I was a little bit older. I knew right. what I was doing. I wasn't four. So, um, yeah, it, 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 it's bothersome that now all of a sudden, and, and considering, you know, the previous case that happened last year, I get that there needs to be some intervention because, like I said, Pete, Peterson has a problem on how to administer discipline for his children, right? And I get that. But I do know that this kid that knocked this other kid over to get this game is an act that a child will do regardless of whether you whoop him or not. That's just the way it is. And you have to, as a parent, understand that and have the patience. And, and one thing my mom did say was that she talked to us a lot. But she also whooped us. But right. she did do the thing that they say we should do, that they have all this statistical data. Let me tell y'all something. I don't care. You can give me all the data you want. I don't need it. I don't want it. It's not how I will... It's not how I am going to raise my children. I won't use that to raise my child. I don't care about the data. You know what I'm saying? You can mm-hmm. say anger problems. Hey, look, I know plenty of people. You know, you guys turned out right to me. Y'all don't have any issues, right? So, right. and I know that that's miscued, but I know that we are evolving, and I know that generation, gener, generation, generation, racially, nah, I know that as <laughs> Of a generation. Generationally. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got you, you know, though. We, we, we can expect to see this because just from raising my kid, that I understand that you don't have to always whoop a child in order for them to understand. Because I know that for me, at this age, they're going to, they have to grow into where they kind of can start putting some things together, right? And that they mm-hmm. know what they're doing or what they're not doing. At this age, they, they don't know. So you have to kind of walk them through that. So, um, but again, I, I don't need data. I'm not an abusive father, but I don't need data for somebody to tell me what works on how to raise my child. Y'all can keep that. Y'all can keep that in your studies. Don't bring it to me. I don't want to hear it. And um, if you listen to this call, you want to knock on my door and ask me about what I did and what it was with my child, I open the door and I'll probably slam it in your face. Don't come to me with that. You know what I'm saying? Because I know how I was raised. I know what I'm doing. Things to be working for me and him. And, you know, uh, Kyle, I'm sure you'll have a lot to share with us as well. And, and, and I know from talking to you guys and everybody that's around me, we dealt with this. It's happened to us. So, you know, I, it, 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 it kind of bothers me that they're trying to shape and mold the way that, that, you know, we're trying to raise children. But I get it. I kind of understand it as I continue to grow through this as a father. Um, I kind of understand it. So when I see what happened with Adrian Peterson, I know firsthand, based on my experience, that he didn't have to go that far. And that what he whooped that child for, to me, he didn't have to do it. It wasn't really necessary because the kid was just being a kid. It's his kid. And discipline them how he wants. That's within his right as a parent. I'm not going to sit here and tell a man, that can run over 300 pounds <laughs> defensive line. <laughs> right, right. What to do when it comes to raising this kid? I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it. And I'm not going to do it to any other parent as well unless, you know, it's excessive and it continues. So, it's I, 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 I don't know. 
I, I think you guys made some great points, man. I, I really don't have much more to offer, just a couple of things. Um, FIFO said it best, man. This is, un, this is uncharted water. This is unprecedented territory. Uh, this is something that we have not seen before. Um, I think, I, I think it, it's like you can, I kind of, I was back and forth because when I heard the news initially, I'm like indicted for what? Because, and, and keep in mind, for those of you who aren't, you know, really familiar with the judicial system in this country, you can get, you can indict anybody for anything. An indictment doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean that you're guilty of anything. I could be indicted right now for being on the show. I mean, for, if, if they say that I committed a crime in being on the show, I could be indicted for that. Here's, a, here's, here's my point. When I read it, I, I was just like, whoa, that, why, why are they indicting Adrian Peterson? Child abuse. Like, I'm thinking like this. So every so my, my opinion was one way. I was thinking, like, this is crazy. And then, like like FIFO said, once I saw the pictures, and, and, and I don't know how true this is, but they said that the kid was hit up to 15 times. That's a lot. Um, they also said, and I don't, and now keep in mind, this testimony, I don't know if this is testimony coming from a four-year-old or if this is something that AP admitted, but they said that the kid would be, he would have to stuff leaves in his mouth. Leaves? Really? Like leaves on the ground? I mean, like, when I heard it, I'm like, wait a minute, that, that's, that's going way too far. And keep in mind, I am a parent. I'm a father of four, three boys and a baby girl. I spanked my kids. I was spanked as a child, but I can promise everybody that's listening, I've never hit my kids enough to the point where they bled or I left any marks. Because I don't think that you have to hit a kid that many times. Honestly, depending on the size of the kid, hit them two or three times and that's it. If you got to even go that far, because like you said, Ken, you got, my dad has called this show several times and he'll tell you. It got to a point in my lifetime where, I mean, he didn't have to say nothing. He just give me that look, and I'm, I'm straightening up. I, I didn't get a lot of spankings as a kid, but I got my share. But, no, I've never gotten beat to the point where I bled or had bruises or anything like that. What becomes problematic for all of us is where do we draw the line and what's excessive. And I think if you if you end up in the hospital and a kid, and, and it didn't help the fact that the kid was light-skinned. So the bruises, and, and we all know, some people bruise a little easier than others, light, dark, whatever. Um, so those bruises, I mean, like, she, the, the mother, she couldn't hide. And AP even addressed it in the phone calls and text messages. She said, I know you're not going to be happy when you see him. You know, so that tells me right there that he knew, you know, I, I might have gone too far with this. Do I think that he's someone who goes around abusing his child? I don't think so. Now, the, where the problem comes in is I can't tell AP how to raise his child. And I don't know if what he did was, you know, I mean, by law, it's criminal. But, you know, I, I can't tell him he can't do it again because I don't want anybody walking in my house saying, hey, Kyle, you can't spank Brandon. Bullshit. If he does something wrong, I'm going to spank him. And I will spank him in front of the Atlanta Police Department. I don't care because if you throw me in jail, who's going to raise him? I got to raise him. I made him. I got a raisin. That's my son. So the point I'm, I'm I'm trying to make is that, you know, we we have to be careful as as to telling people how. Now, if if I find it interesting that one grand jury, the first grand jury, didn't indict him, and then he got indicted by a second grand jury, 
I don't know about how the legal system works, but I would like to think that if one grand jury didn't indict you, I don't know why you need to push it to a second grand jury unless you're pushing to penalize someone. Um, and then I understand everybody's thought process and saying, well, yeah, I got spanked as a child. I don't think any of us who got whipped as a child got beat like that at four years old. You know, you getting a spanking at 12, that's different. Those marks, those bruises at four, that's excessive. I mean, really, honestly, and, and again, I can't tell you. I'll, I'll just tell you what I do. My son was four. When he was, when, when all of my sons were four, they were all older than four. But when they, when they all were four, they might get hit. I don't even know if I hit them with a belt at four, because you know you got to <laughs> discipline wise. You got to kind of work your way up to the belt. You know, you start with a pop yeah. on your leg. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you just can't just break a kid off with the belt or with the switch. You know, so and I'm at the and and my oldest, my two oldest sons are 15 and 12. They're, they're at an age where they don't need to get spanked. I mean, I will bust their ass if I have to, but I don't have to. And that's because you, I've they've gone through that stage and it, it, it's just it's they're older now. So I just think it, it's excessive. Now, I, the one thing we we got to kind of go back to, and I'm gonna go back to B on this. Should he play this week? Because Minnesota sat him down. So outside of him turning himself in and fingerprint, posting $15,000 bond, coming back to, you know, the Twin Cities to work out or whatever like that, should he play? Because now it's economically things are happening. The Radisson Hotel, which is one of uh, the Vikings' biggest sponsors, has suspended their sponsorship. The governor of Minnesota said that he should not yeah. be playing. So now you got politicians oh, yeah. weighing in. So... But in, in the meantime, <laughs> we all saw Matt Castle look raggedy out there on Sunday. So you got to say that, you know, it has something to – I mean, obviously, AP is their best player. You have AP on the field, you got a shot at winning. So I'm, I'm going to go back to B. Before we go back to B, let me um, read, read some of the comments that we got on Twitter. Uh, let's see, my man, uh, Mexico is – Mexico so Mexi says that he shouldn't be playing. Um, my man Big Sue Hefner said that he should be playing. Um, I'm sorry, he said he shouldn't be playing. Uh, our boy Q, the, the sixth man, said, no, he shouldn't until this matter is sorted out. Anything other than that is disrespectful yep. Disrespectful to the matter of child abuse. Uh, my yep. girl Ari Hart, one on Twitter, said, yes, he has not had his day in court. Uh, my boy Tank on Twitter said he shouldn't, but he will. Um, and my boy Boogie on Twitter said, Nope, no matter how good he is, he needs to let his legal matters come first. So keep the comments coming. We're posting them on Facebook and Twitter. So I'll throw it back to you, B. Simply put, man, should he play on Sunday? No, I don't think he should. Just, I guess just to just to not cause such a circus, you know, outlast to, to, you know, people, public, organization itself. I mean, if they want to – if they don't want the circus, I don't think he should play. I, you know, if he plays, then – you, you know you know how the media is. You know how the word is. It's going to be backlash times 100. So, you know, I think he just need to get everything squared off on the legal side before he plays again. You know, I mean, sorry for people who got him in fantasy football, but, yeah, I think he needs it's to get bigger this than is, that. This is, yeah, it's bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? It, it's mm-hmm. way bigger than that. So, you know, yeah, I, I think he should. You said him out last week. I think he should sit out this week. You know, make up his stick, stick your gun. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, FIFO? Should he play this week? No, nah, I don't think so, man. Um, 
I, I, I don't think so. I, look, I, I, I really don't know, but the only way I could truly, the only way I could truly answer this is by putting myself in Roger Goodell's shoes. And if I was the commissioner, he wouldn't be playing. Um, okay. Honestly, you know, just like Ray Rice, he probably would be suspended indefinitely. Um, and, and, and making that ruling, like I said, if you come down hard, it's easier to back up off of that than only giving them a game or two and then having the backlash. So mm-hmm. I, I, I would suspend them indefinitely. Okay, okay. What about you, Ken? Uh, should he play this Sunday? Again, man, it's, it's, it's a really, really complicated uh, <clears throat> uh, situation. Um, and and the easy answer, I, I think, is to automatically say um, no. And I wouldn't argue with anybody that says that, but I think he should. I think it's okay. He, he, we live in a country, man, where you're innocent until proven guilty. <clears throat> and, you know, Bob, and, 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 you know, if the Vikings decide to sit down, I would understand them not wanting to deal with the distractions. Mm-hmm. Especially now that the governor has stepped in and said he shouldn't be playing, now what do you do? You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, what does that say about America and, and society where a guy is indicted and he's a meat? Well, I mean, the pictures are there. You can see the pictures. So obviously right. we know he's up. So obviously we know that if you want to all that child abuse, which I think it is, and if you look at the definition of child abuse, it he committed an act of child abuse, right? But um, but man, you know, it's just like anything that happens now, man. Any type of charge that happens, I think you're setting a precedent. And I understand that conduct is important when you're public facing like this, but I also understand that all of a sudden. You're just you're just immediately guilty without due process, and I think that at some point that can become extremely problematic. The mm-hmm. easy answer is stay out of trouble. You know, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The easy answer, is just, but but life just doesn't work that way. Adrian Peterson is a public figure. We see him. That's why we know about this. But Adrian Peterson and everybody else is getting in trouble. They're, you said it best. They are a reflection of our everyday society. You know, it's just now that they, you can't hide them anymore. You know, and, and so I, I think to sit this man and punish this man all over the indictment, I, I, I think it's harsh, man. Um, but, again, but if you, know, if you I, I, I can't argue with you if you say no, if you say yeah. But I just but I, I almost what, Ken, got a like, problem with that. But but you know what, Ken? I, I don't think it's too harsh, and I don't think that you're necessarily finding them guilty. I think as the commissioner, it is your job, again, to protect the shield and represent your brand. And as a, a, the direct representative of your brand, you can't allow this. Now, legally, Roger Goodell isn't doing anything. He's not saying you're guilty. That's up to the legal system to decide. Now, protecting the shield means that you have to stand up for what's right, society-wise, everything. Because again, like you just mentioned, these are public figures, and if, if you know, I, I don't think any of us would do that. But if we were to child abuse, you know, to abuse our children, 
nobody's going to call for our heads. This, this wouldn't be a public matter. You know, I don't even think people would know about it on Twitter, to be quite honest. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, people, they recognize this, but not at the level of Adrian Peterson. You see what I'm saying? And, and when you have that much fame, money, power, respect, that right there comes with a lot of responsibility. You see what I'm saying? And you're 100% right. The easiest way is to stay out of trouble. Obviously, that's not going to happen with everybody. Certain people are going to get into trouble. So with that being said, you have to protect the shield and you have to stand for something. And I don't think that suspending him indefinitely is saying that he's guilty. I just think that it's showing that you have to take a stance against what's wrong. Okay, okay. That's that's a very good point, people. I think um, I think at this point they, and here's where I said there's a very gray line here, and it it really comes back to Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell, you know, he had always had this thing where we need to, uh, you know, let the legal process, due process, play out or what have you. Now. He didn't do that for Pac-Man Jones. Pac-Man Jones was never found guilty of any committing any crime. Pac-Man Jones was suspended by Roger Goodell. Big Ben Roethlisberger, two uh, sexually well, rape charges thrown thrown at him at two separate occasions. Uh, Big Ben never charged in any of them. You know, never uh, never arrested or anything like that. Um, never convicted of any crime. Uh, six game suspension reduced to four. I think in this instance, if you go by what precedent Roger Goodell has set, you know, you got to let him play based on the precedent that's being set. Now, the problem is, like B said earlier, the NFL is, I mean, like, it's the the NFL right now is like a defensive back. They're backpedaling. I mean, they're scrambling. They're trying to figure it out. And, like, every other day the rules change. We had a situation we're going to talk about in a second where Ron Rivera declared that – you know, there was a possibility that Greg Hardy would be playing on Sunday. And now the NFL is talking about they need to intervene. And they're, like, they're, they're basically saying, hold on, Cowboy. Hold on. You know, we, we, we don't know. We're going to let this guy back on the field. And so, you know, that, the rules keep changing. And everything has changed since that tape came out. That tape has been – the 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 Ray Rice tape has been something else for the NFL. And that's putting it lightly. I mean, it's been it's been something else for them, and and they're scrambling. And until they figure it out, it, they're going to be in a world of trouble. Six four six four seven eight zero three five six is the phone number to call. Uh, you're locked in live to Dead End Sports. I am your host, Twelve Kyle, joined by my partners in crime, Beasy, Ken, and FIFO. Uh, pass the word on the show. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. As a matter of fact, our latest video has just dropped. Uh, it's dropped, <laughs> it just dropped on our YouTube channel. Uh, so don't go look at it now, but as soon as the show is over at 11 p.m., you can look at the show, uh, and, and we we talk about the top 10 NFL quarterbacks. Uh, I'm sure to catch some heat for this one, uh, so bring it on. Uh, nonetheless, let's, let's get back to the show. Um, Greg Hardy, defensive end for the Carolina Panthers, was actually convicted. He has been convicted, but his conviction is under appeal. Greg Hardy was convicted for domestic assault, assault against his girlfriend, where he threatened to kill her. He actually threw her on a bed with assault rifles. 
and she said she feared for her. She testified in court in her testimony that she feared for her life. She said at one point in time she's, she just knew he was going to kill her, so she just basically said, go ahead and do it. He slammed her to the ground, pulled her by her hair, because he heard she was sleeping with Nelly. We don't know how true that is. But nonetheless, Greg Hardy should have never put his hands on this woman. But keep in mind, Greg Hardy has been convicted. Greg Hardy played in Carolina Panthers' first home first uh, first game of the season. And Greg Hardy was set to play up until this past Sunday, up until about an hour and a half before kickoff. And the Carolina Panthers decided to, decided to deactivate him. So, Ken, should Greg Hardy be suspended? If so, how long? Yes, um, this man was convicted, and and that conviction uh, I I think is is enough to suspend him based on the policies that they have in place. And, and but again, now here comes this this uh, this this wrinkle that's being thrown here because now here's the guy that's been convicted. He's appealing. What if the appeal is overturned? Now what do you do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now, <laughs> you know, you got the justice system in play, and 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 you can you can have a conviction overturned, and now all of a sudden you're 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 not guilty anymore. So now all of a sudden you were punished for something that you're no longer in the court of law guilty for. So I ah uh, oh man, y'all killing me, man. Because, you know, it's easy to say, hey, he was convicted, yes, sit it. But then if it's overturned, then what? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, and it's hard to not, it's hard to not read what she said, you know, and and, and sit here and say, man, nah, man, he, he, he should be sitting down, man, the way he treated her based on the testimony that she gave. You know, it's like, man, dude, you were tripping. You know, guns that you legally own, not illegally, right. legally own. Which is a uh, kudos to him, salute. Uh, because I don't understand why people illegally own guns unless you have prior felonies. And well, that's another. Shut up, Ti. Uh, but anyway. Um, but yeah, man, this is complicated. But I think the conviction is the one that, if I had to make a decision, I would sit him because of that and because of the testimony. And again, you know, there's there's probably no video, but you don't want to see the video of that. Go ahead right. and, and save yourself the hassle. And I think as people said earlier, do it now, get it out of the way, be done with it. If it's overturned, great for him. Because now all of a sudden you don't have this on your record or whatever, you know, that does for you. Now all of a sudden, you know, you can say, hey, you know, I wasn't convicted of, of this. You know, I was charged, I was convicted, but it was overturned, whatever. You can use that to spend whatever. But for now, for their sake, go ahead, do it, get it out of the way. You don't want these problems, man. You don't want these problems that the the, the now will bring to you and everybody else. Just get it over with, man, and take a stand and, and sit sit him down. Just just do what's best for you and for him and everybody else. What about you, FIFO? Uh, Greg Hardy, man, should he play? Uh, excuse me, should he be suspended? If so, how long? Man, look, they, look, they need to hire me, and I'll take half of that for a million. Uh, real talk, like, um, but you know, I, I, I'm gonna come down with an iron fist. He's gonna get indefinite suspension as well because 
Look, we don't have video like we saw Ray Rice, but we have testimony. Uh, he's been convicted. And you can't tell me that what Greg Hardy did isn't more or less egregious than what Ray Rice did. I think That's it's on the point. same level. You see what I'm saying? So, so because both of these instances are more or less equal, uh, Ray Rice in the fact that he, he really punched her. It's not like a tap or a jab. Yo, get the hell off me. You tripping. Nah, he's like, hey, bitch, bam. Oh, shit. Right. And Greg Hardy, when you listen or you read what she, what, what, what Miss Holder said, then mm-hmm. it's like, yo, okay, that, you, look, that, that is excessive. That, 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 you was at that edge, bro. You had mm-hmm. guns. You had all it. That's a very violent situation because let's say you throw her on one of them guns, one of them fire off either into her or into you. So now we're talking something completely different. So right. he's putting himself in situations that are not conducive to anything positive. So you have to come down with everything that you have because this is unacceptable behavior. Just like Ray Rice, it's unacceptable. So you have to let them know that it's unacceptable. Definitely, definitely. What about you, B? Um, yeah, I think he should be uh, suspend, you know, suspended or not playing or whatever. Because just like people said, this is to an extent. You know, just as bad, if not worse, than the Ray Rice situation. This, you know, if this woman is saying what she's saying is true, you know, damn, he, she, she was wanted to die, like he was about to kill her on the verge of killing her. Boy, I tell you that that box is something else, boy. It it, it makes me <laughs> crazy. Hey, that, I'm telling you, you know that, my motto, man. Box, it's undefeated, like the '72 man, Dolphins, man. Man, that that box will take down nations, man. I'm telling you, all because. She gave the box to somebody else, and he's going crazy over that box. So, man, it's, man it, it, that's just the moral of the story, man. Just don't, don't let these women, these skeezers, I guess you want to say, get you in trouble. Baby. Get you, you know, I mean, not, not, not skeezers. I'm saying not women. not real women. I mean, you know, your wives, your good wives, whatever like that. You got right. great women in the world. But, yeah, these... You know, these three old foes, don't, don't let them get you in trouble, man, and have your mind all messed up. You know what I'm saying? But that's a more the story. But, yeah, I do think he should be suspended, you know, indefinitely for I don't know how long. I guess until they get this legal stuff, everything situated, and seeing if if it comes back not guilty or not true, whatever he can come out of innocent, then so be it. But, yeah, he shouldn't play this, this upcoming. He shouldn't play this Sunday or the next couple of Sundays until the legal stuff is taken care of. Definitely. I, I agree, man. I, I think Hardy, I'm with FIFO, indefinitely. I mean, because – and, and I got to shout out my man Jockman, uh, 96 on Twitter. He made a great point. He said, rest of the season. He said, they say innocent until proven guilty. Well, he was proven guilty. So there you go. Get, and, you know, especially Damn, if you want to make, a, if you wanna make a, 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 swift, a swift statement, if you want to make a hard statement, do it like that. If you want to make an example of someone, do it like that. You, you have to take a stand. That's drawing a line, line in the sand. If you, if you don't do it like that, then... You know, you're wasting your time, and I think that's what these guys respect. They, you know, you can only find a guy for so much. You can only make him run, but so much, you know. But take them when you take when you take them away from the game. That's what hurts guys uh, in this area. You know, they they don't care. But like I said, the money isn't the money. It matters. I don't want to say the money doesn't matter. It matters, but it doesn't matter as much. Um, 
let's jump to Ray Rice real quick, and then we're going to jump to the phone lines. I see my uh, six man is about to call in. Um, he, he's he's appealing his suspension. Ray Rice, uh, the NFL Players Association, has appealed their uh, Ray Rice's indefinite ban and uh, suspension. Uh, they are also asking, because Roger Goodell is the judge and jury in the NFL, they are also asking Roger Goodell to recluse himself from the situation, uh, meaning that they don't want to have to, because he was the one that suspended him, they don't want him to uh, you know, have to make the decision as to whether or not he comes back. Here's a problem for Roger Goodell. In Roger Goodell's statement, he said that there was some ambiguity in uh, Ray Rice's statement. By all accounts, Ray Rice told Roger Goodell the truth. The Baltimore Ravens admitted that Ray Rice told him that he knocked her out in the elevator. Uh, he told you know NFL security that. So I don't. So therein lies the problem. There's a problem there between between what Ray Rice has said and what Roger Goodell is saying publicly. So if there's a lie that Roger Goodell could be caught in, it's right there. So Ray Rice is basically saying, Hey, man. I told you the truth. I told you, you not, that I knocked her out. You gave me a two-game suspension, and now the world sees this tape. Now you fire me. Does he have a leg to stand on? We'll, we'll soon see. Uh, Beasy, should he appeal this suspension? Um, uh, you know what? I I kind of say yeah because, I mean, you know, like you said, if he, if he told – I mean, what, I mean, we, we they overreacting over a freaking video when, you know, rumors rumors have it or sources say that Ray Rice told Roger Goodell, yes, I two pieced her up and knocked her out. That's why she was laying limp on the, in the elevator lobby, and you know, in the first video, the first video, the first video where you see him dragging her out the elevator. Yeah, and Ray Rice told him, yeah, I two pieced her. Okay, we're gonna give you two game suspension. Now you want to turn up just because this video leaked out. Now you want to, you know, uh, suspend me indefinitely, you know, take Obama out for a year with no pay and, and everything and try to get me out of the NFL, and you're freaking out over this video. So, you know what? Yeah, I, I don't feel. Because if I, if I was man enough to tell you, front, like, yo, yeah, Ken, you know, I, I did two-piece her up. I knocked her out. You know what I'm saying? I, I had to drag her out. <laughs> you know, had to do what I had to do, son. And he, and he only gave me a two-game suspension, but then you want to turn around and flip the script on me because of the so-called video leak. You know, and then, of course, we still have to hold the matter of the fact that, you know, Roger Goodell saw the video or not even back then, but that's still to be remained. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I would appeal. If I was if I was Ray Rice, I would appeal. I would. What about you, FIFO? Uh, would you appeal? Do you think he should appeal? I mean, he already has said that he's going to, but do you think he's within his right to appeal? Of course. Um, you know, I, I don't think that there's been a situation where an NFL player gets suspended and they don't appeal. I think at this point it's almost a formality uh, because at the end of the day... I don't think Mike Vick appealed his suspension. I think he was okay. Well, okay. I mean, he was, going he, to jail he was like probably that. the first. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, his, his, his situation was different. Just like Aaron Hernandez, you know, their situations are a little bit different. But I, I think right. when you're talking about... You know, uh, uh, abuse, PEDs, like like just stuff like that. Yeah, I I, I, I think it is a formality. I think that you always want to appeal. Uh, just like Ben Roethlisberger, he got it reduced. A lot of players get it reduced. So of course, um, especially when you get suspended indefinitely. You know, uh, especially and again, uh, like like you stated, Kyle, he only got two games. And now, you know, it's indefinite. So, of course, I, I definitely think he has a leg to stand on. 
Um, and I think that this goes to the credibility of Roger Goodell and why you have to go into this investigation. And realistically, I think that you have to look into really getting rid of them. Obviously, the owners are not going to do that because Roger Goodell has taken the NFL in terms of an entity to a whole other level, financially, everything. So so that's the reason why the owners, which, is, which are his only bosses, are, are backing him. Of course, they don't want to get rid of him. Hey, look, bro, you done made us all this money. Now we got your back. And that's why you get $44 million a year. But at the mm-hmm. same time, as the public and as fans of the game, we do have to question his credibility now. Because if Ray Rice told you the truth and you gave him two games based on the fact that you knew at that point, and we still don't know whether the league office has gotten the tape or not, and you right. already came down on Sean Payton talking about ignorance is, it, it, you know, there's no place for ignorance. Well, bro, this tape might have been in your house. You should know mm-hmm. about that. You get paid $44 million to know about these type of things. You see what I'm saying? So with all that being said, we still don't know. Um, and, and, and you know what? This whole investigation, in my opinion, in my estimation, is also a sham. Because how yeah. are you going to appoint an independent investigation and then appoint two owners to oversee the investigation? <laughs> how independent is that investigation? So a right. lot of the, so hey, let's just call it what it is. It's an internal investigation. Exactly. So, so, so to me, all of this is all to protect the shield, which at the end of the day, we know that that's what they want to do. And the truth, I think that there's going to be a great – when you're talking about billions of dollars and the amount of power that the NFL has, they're going to do whatever it takes to ensure that that's what they keep getting. So, so I don't think that the whole truth is going to come out. I think it's going to – you know, I, look I, – a lot of people will say I'm a conspiracy theorist, but behind a lot of these conspiracies, there's a lot of truth behind them. And I think right. that everything that's happening right now, man, is it, it, just very gray. I, I don't like it, and I don't think that we're going to get the truth. But in all honesty, Ray Rice does have a leg to stand on. He should appeal, and I think that Roger Goodell's credibility should come into question. What about you, Ken? What's your take on it? Um. Yeah, yeah. I think he. I, I think he'll be crazy not to. I mean, he might as well. You're already gone. You ain't got anything to lose. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. I, I would definitely yeah. appeal and and try to see if I can get this thing overturned or reduced. You know, they're, they're letting Josh Gordon back. They're letting Wes Welker back. I understand the policies are different now, and and they're being retroactively added to that. But the fact is, you know, they have their suspension reduced, like you said earlier. Big Ben had his reduced. Why not? Why not? So, yeah, go ahead. I would. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 legally, I don't know what leg he has to stand on. I'm not a lawyer. Um, but I agree with I agree with you at this point. I mean, he's already out to leave. But what could it hurt? I mean, at the, at the very least, if he could get it knocked down to eight games, I mean, he's a free agent. Who wouldn't pick up Ray Ray Rice at this point, especially if he's done, you know, I mean, somebody, especially a contender. I mean, that's like, it's almost like getting a number one pick. I mean, he's still a starting running back in the NFL. He still has some tread left on the tires. Um, and there, there are published reports already that some owners are prepared to make a run at him should, you know, something happen with his suspension and it gets lifted. So, you know, he won't be on the, if, if he can play this year, oh, they'll make a run at him. 
no matter no, no matter what the consequences may be behind it. Um, let's jump to the phone lines, man. We got full phone lines. Let's keep the calls coming. Hit us up six four six. Four seven eight zero three five six. We're definitely going to talk about the situation where we've been talking about so far uh, with the suspensions and the <laughs> the legal issues with the NFL. Uh, we're also going to get into what happened in week two of the NFL, and we're definitely going to get in some fantasy football talk. The fantasy uh, football league just for dead end sports just experienced our second week, and somebody on the line got to win this week. So we we, we definitely got to let him talk. Uh, nevertheless, let's jump to the phone line. Let's go to area code. Let's go to ladies first. Area code 910. My girl Tiff. Tiff, what's up? What's going on, Kyle? Hey, fellas. What's up? Chilling. What's going on? So, what you got for us tonight? What's up? So I want to go back to, to Greg Hardy, right? Clearly. Not okay. because of my team, but, you know. Yeah, you Hardy are a Panthers fan. I am. I am. And I have been forever. But, um. The whole thing with with Greg Hardy, I'm almost thinking that he'll probably be grandfathered in because everything went down before um, this policy came about. So you think about the policy that, you know, says you get two games at first and then, um, you know, then indefinite on your second offense or whatever. All of this went down before that. This this will now be known as the Ray Rice rule. <laughs> but I think right. since they've added women in to create these new policies around domestic violence, I think we're probably going to see there being some sort of middle ground. You know, you can't just go from two games to forever. You know, there has to be some sort of mediation and steps in between there. And I'm hoping that these women that they brought in are going, they're going to uh, figure out a, a strategic way to do that. Um, Ray Rice is definitely going to appeal that, and he he does have a, a legal leg to stand on. I mean, whenever you're okay. in the contracts and all this other stuff, man, the lawyers will tie you up in all kind of stuff. So, you know, you might see him come in, you know, at, by week 10, but he's going to play a couple games this season. And, I mean, that's it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And, I mean, I think until they have some, some real policies, they really can't do anything about it because everything they do is reactionary right now because, of course, Goodell never brought that into consideration because he's all about, you know, covering shit up. He's all about sweeping things under the rug, and he can't do that anymore because we got video. So, exactly. But in, in, in reality, though, we're not, not going to have this. Is, the Ray Rice case may be the only case where we'll actually have video. You know what I mean? Well, not now. Right. There's going to be video everywhere now. You realize that, right? Yep. What do you mean as far as? There's going to be video whether it's genuine or whether it's fabricated now. Because Okay, I got you, I got you. Know, you. You have so many women who are living that life in private who are probably going to be setting shit up, like setting video up around the house, you know, cameras up around the house wow. or having their, their people around or whatever to catch some of this shit on, on, uh, on video. Or you're going to have these vindictive heifers who, you know, who travel from city to city trying to get a baller. Who are going to have these stuff set up. You know what I'm saying? And so it's probably going to be a lot of extortion. I mean, it's the truth. It's probably going to be some extortion stuff going on behind this. It's going to be, you know, definitely a lot of people caught up that don't need to be. But I think that's where you, you have to have policy in place. And now that this has happened, they're going to write policy not only for this. They're going to write policy for child abuse. They're going to write policy for 
you know, how they conduct themselves outside. I mean, don't they have um, moral clauses or whatever in their contracts that says they have to conduct themselves a certain way? You're going to see that revamp. You know what I'm saying? So you can't, anytime you're out there, you're the face of that brand. And not just your franchise, that franchise is also the face of the NFL. So by proxy, you're the face of the NFL. So you have to conduct yourself a certain way that it doesn't bring any sort of harm to that particular brand and by extension to your pocket. So this right. is all, it's, it's much bigger than just this one particular situation. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not anyway diminishing that, but it is much, much bigger than, than just this one incident. Hey, you know what? I, I 100% agree, and I think that this is just hey, who not. Was the, I don't know. Somebody got the TV up loud or something in the background? You're getting a lot of background noise. Yeah. Turn the TV down. Yeah, that ain't me. I don't, that ain't yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Go ahead, people. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't think that it's um, solely an NFL issue and, you know, the policymakers in the NFL. I also think that the franchises need to take some type of responsibility and accountability as well. Um, I think you brought up a great point that in these contract negotiations, part of your performance, you know, because obviously all of the money that they sign for isn't all guaranteed to them. Right. Part of that extra bonus and all of that needs to be part of your conduct off of the field, and you should get bonuses for be, for not getting in trouble. And I think that, you know, obviously money is one of the best motivators in the world, and I think yes, that sir. if you start to incentivize that, that maybe some of these, of course you're still going to have knuckleheads, and I'm not saying that this is going to, this is a cure-all, and, and, and this is probably just a Band-Aid, but I think that it'll help these guys to really be like, look, if I don't get in no trouble this off season, I got an extra hundred thousand, a million dollars, two million I don't know. You know, I don't know how, how much you want to make that part of the contract, but I do think that that motivating factor will keep uh, some of these guys out of trouble. That's true. That's 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 a very good point. Very good point. Tiff you got anything else for us tonight? That's it, man. Keep doing what you do. Thank you, thank you. As always, we appreciate it, right, especially when the ladies call in. We definitely appreciate the support. Yes, Good night. Peace. Phone number Tiff calls 646-478-0356. Right now, let's jump out to our boy, the sixth man. Q, what up? Q. What up, What's what going on, brother? What up, what up, what up Q? Oh. Man. Oh. Oh, man. Oh, man. Shit, what do we begin? Where, where, where do we begin, dog? Like, where in the world do we begin with this? Like, well, you better get it out because right. Ken want to get the fantasy talk too. So yeah. <laughs> First, all right, I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this as put this as eloquently as off as I can, man. Like the NFL is in a bad state right now, man. Like just when you think something can't get any worse, something gets worse, and then when you think that can't get any worse, another scandal happens. Like, I won't even be surprised if I if I go on, like, ESPN tomorrow and see that Peyton Manning has been indicted on coke charges. Like, it's, it's, it's too <laughs> to the point where it's ridiculous now. But uh, the whole Greg Hardy situation, um, you know, first of all, I want to preface all this by saying that um, the NFL is in a state of uh, not having an identity, you know, because... They want their people, like like I said last week, to be such these upstanding great guys and not make any mistakes. But when someone makes a little mistake, 
they want to, you know, amplify it and demon and like just basically like crucify them in front of the media. But in these two situations, I think it's I think it's kind of warranted, man. Like the whole Adrian Peterson situation. I'm a I'm a preface it by saying this that I never liked Adrian Peterson as a person. You know, I've always heard the okay. stories of. Like, I've always heard the stories of him, like, having up to, like, seven kids, only taking care of two of them, doesn't acknowledge their existence. You know, I don't have no love for their be fathers. But as a player, he's great. But, you know, I'm not right. a big, I can't really be a fan of people if I know certain things like that about them. But when I hear things like AP's doing this to his son, I'm not – I think we should all take into account that we shouldn't say that this is about how to raise your child. This is about – just the facts of what we've seen. Just the facts of what we we. Just the facts of what we've seen and the pictures that we've seen. It has nothing to do with oh hey um, Kyle you shouldn't you shouldn't hit you shouldn't hit your kid. I'm not saying that. What we're saying is that the extent in which he hit his son, who's four years old. I mean I didn't give a beating until I was probably about six, man. Like if anything, and my like punishment would be go get a switch, and then get like six or seven. To the back, and that will be it. Mm-hmm. My mom was I love you. Don't let me do, do don't let me do this again because it hurts me more than it hurts you. You know, yada yada yada. To the point where AP started like just to leave bruises and draw blood on his four year old son. There's nothing a four year old can do that is that awful to make you do that. And to and to my eye, that's child abuse, man. Like to me, that's child abuse. That's child abuse. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. he shouldn't. You know, like, you know, spank his kids or whip, whip his kids. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that to the extent in what we've seen, the facts that were presented, it's child abuse. Like, it's legally child abuse. Like, you're leaving marks on your son. You're doing, like, all this weird stuff. So, I don't really like that. And I think the way that the league needs to handle this is they can't be hypocrites about it. You know, I think it's time that the NFL smarts up and realizes that when you're a kid and you look up to these athletes, Regardless of what anyone says, oh, I know better. My mom taught me better. When you see your favorite athlete, people that you look up to doing this stuff, then they're in the subconscious in your mind. You're just like, you know, this isn't that big of a deal because right. he's getting away. It's not that big of a deal to me. But as a kid, you know, you a kid look look up to OJ, so they see him doing this. Now, I'm not saying that they would go, oh, murder is okay, but to the very end, they'd be like, oh yeah, he didn't do it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you know, uh, this it's all right. It's OJ. He can do that. Or, you know, people who look up to Aaron Hernandez. Oh, that's cool. Oh, it's Mike Vick. No one cares. He's still great on the football field. And here's where the line is blurred because where do we stop, you know, being fans of people for their personal mm-hmm. life and do say that, you know what, it is a personal life. It has nothing to do with me. I'm a fan of the football. But the NFL, I'm going to tell you right now, Kyle, the NFL is making it to the point where you can't be a fan of someone without knowing their personal life. You see everyone right. on social media. See, everyone is tweeting. Everyone's posting pictures on Instagram. Everyone, you know, has has a Facebook page. Are constantly updating with what what they're doing. So if you if you're a fan of Johnny Manziel, you're, you're going to see him out, you know, getting drunk in Vegas. You're going to see Mike Vick, you know, out in, in in New York doing this all this stuff. You know, so you have to realize that the state of the NFL is in there in a very tricky situation. Like I think either the Vikings or AP has lost endorsements due to this. And as a businessman, a Roger Goodell, if I was in his shoes, like people said, you have to make a decision to not play him. Because what you're sending a message to is that talent 
outweighs responsibility in real life. And that's not the type of message that you want to send out. You want to send the message that the NFL is a privilege to all the people who come in and and make. And I'm not going to say that they don't deserve it because they're people who work their their, their butt off to, to get here. But right. the NFL, in the NBA, and any like professional sports, if you're getting paid to toss a ball, you're getting paid to shoot a basket, you're getting paid to you know chuck a puck, you are in a privileged situation. You are not entitled to this. Your hard work got you here. Now maintain it with your actions. Right. And I'm not with the whole, you know, oh, some people just just gonna get in trouble. As an athlete who makes money, you make money to do what you've been doing since you were a kid. You you can't tell me that you can't hire people who will keep you right. You can't tell me that you won't have people around you and who keep you keep your money right. Make sure that you don't go out after 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 dark and whatnot and do all this all these unnecessary things. Because it doesn't, it just doesn't sound right to me when I see these cases, and they want to, you know, let Ben Roethlisberger have nothing on the news really, but they want to crucify AP. So that's the contradiction in all this: is that where are we going to start to just completely call a spade a spade sometimes, and then just let it go from there and let the legal system deal with it, and not let the NFL try to ruin someone's life. That's why, that, you know, that's the problem I have over everything. Well, you know what, part, and, and I hate to cut you off, and I'll let you get back to your point. I think, and I just sure. got this uh, text message uh, just a few minutes ago. Part of the issue now, especially with AP's case, is that sponsors are getting involved. I, like I mentioned earlier, Radisson pulled away from they they suspended their sponsorship of the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And what was what was interesting is that when the Vikings had their press conference to announce that he was coming back, the backdrop for the PR guy that spoke was Radisson. It says Radisson, Minnesota Vikings. Right mm-hmm. now, I just got a text that Visa and McDonald's are talking about pulling out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, and Anheuser-Busch uh, released a statement earlier today and said that they were not satisfied. So when you're affecting mm-hmm. the, the – and, and that goes from Goodell on down. When you're affecting the money, man, heads got to roll because you, you can't stop the money from coming in. I don't care who mm-hmm. you are. Because sorry, what matters at the what matters at the end of the day, Kyle, is that check. And if Roger Goodell is seeing the commas come off his check and commas come off the NFL's money and viewership go down, even though it's not going to go down, it's at an all-time high, it's a soap opera, people love a soap opera. It's To me, I feel like it's wrong that we will try to, you know, demonize these people, even though they have made mistakes. I feel like they should get their day in court like always but I also feel like the NFL I feel like it's better for you to not play than it is to play and here's why I say this is because you're sending a wrong message to the, all, all the people all the kids all the adults you know the men and women who watch this sport who may have been affected by any of these cases if you're if you're uh if you're a like a victim of domestic violence and Ray Rice played a Sunday after he did that then what does that send to, to you NFL does not care about domestic violence. Well, the NFL doesn't care. I mean, they they've shown by their actions that they don't care. But at the end, of, at, but on the flip side of that, Q, you know, we said that about Ray Rice, and there were hundreds of women at the Baltimore Ravens game on Thursday night in Ray yeah. Rice jerseys. So yeah, they were. the NFL wants to keep in mind that forty five percent of the uh, of the NFL's audience, viewing audience is, is women. That's a huge demand, and I would I would say that that probably exceeds baseball and basketball. So they 
you know, you don't want to piss off your, your, your fan base, but at the same time, you know, I don't know that they necessarily care. I mean, their actions mm-hmm. clearly, if you, if you line a guy like Greg Hardy up on Sunday and let him play for a week and then, because of the pressure, pull mm-hmm. him out an hour and a half before the, his next game, you know, that, that, that says a lot. You don't care about women. You don't, yeah, dude, definitely don't care about women. Dude, it's my opinion that you just have to treat every case like at least with some type of like discipline. I feel like right. you can't, you know, you can't completely uh, give um, a custom like, you know, give a custom rollout to every different case that comes along, man. Certain cases are just going to be what they are. So the best place of action to do is just not let that person play if it's severe. If they like right. stole a twin, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like domestic violence, guns being involved. Anything that can land you in a federal prison, I think, needs to be a complete no play. You don't need to play. It, allegations, I don't care. Allegations, if you do nothing wrong, then you should be cool. You should be like, all right, I, I won't play. Y'all going to look really stupid when y'all don't let me play. Because a guilty man is the one who sweats over all of it. An innocent right. man is like, all right, I don't care. Suspend me for, for for one game. I'm gonna appeal it, and when I win this case, I'm gonna show you how stupid the NFL looks. But you know, just like all this that's going on, man, I think we can all agree that the NFL is just turning into a soap opera, even though it already has. But it's just like for right now, this season has been like the most active I've seen, man. It's been the most active. Yeah, trust me, it's season. never been like this. Never. It's like I've like I've only been watching the NFL for as long as I can be a fan. So it's like I don't remember all this. All the biggest case I remember was Mike Vick. That was it. Right. Now we're getting every 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 week, man. Every week, oh DUIs, um, gun charges, um, driving reckless, you know, like weed, everything. It's just ridiculous, man. Like it makes no well, sense. Well, we asked the question last week: Did the M- did the NFL have an image problem? I think everybody yeah. agreed except Ken. <laughs> yep, NFL has an image problem. And we are not oh, addressing man. this. Like the mentoring program, the mentoring program in the NFL has to do a better job. If they know these guys come from these backgrounds, and I'm gonna wrap this up like one more thing to say, the NFL mentoring program has to do a better job. These guys come from areas in which these things are common. Dog fighting is common. Domestic violence is, is common. Guns being shown are common. People breaking in your house is common. So when you can't take. You know, you can't take you, you can take the guy out the hood, but you know sometimes the hood out the guy. So what no the doubt. mentors have to do is better suit these guys to handle these situations. Like, is there people telling these the way righteous of the world that yo, this is not how you handle the situation? If your girl does this, you need to leave, dude. You need mm-hmm. to leave. If you know, if your wife is suspected of cheating on you, do not do that. Do not do that. Because it's just foolishness. Because this isn't this isn't the first time, and you know what I'm talking about. This isn't the first time the the, Paral- the Carolina Panthers have had murder allegations and a murder. Right. I mean, I'm not going to bring that up, but you know, at the end of the day, they just need to be the trait, and they need to realize that these these things are serious, and you send the wrong message to people when you let these guys play, man. Like as a kid, if you I looked up to Mike Vick, and I'm gonna be so honest, I'm gonna be so real right right now. I looked up to Mike Vick, and I still to this day. Was like I don't I don't care about them dogs because Mike Vick was my favorite. I know right. it's wrong, but I still to this day I cannot get it out. I'm like you know they they were just dogs because I was just like 
you know, AI. AI and Mike Vick are my two favorite athletes. So whenever they, they did something wrong, they could do nothing wrong in my eyes. So I'm just like, you know what? Anything they did, nothing wrong with that. They're they're really good on on the court, really good on on the field. So you have to sit these guys out, man. You can't let these guys keep going on because kids will see this. I'm telling you, kids are impressionable. I was very impressionable. And when you do something wrong, you have to show that there are consequences. And he did exactly. get his consequences. Got to suffer the consequences. As always, yeah. Q, man, we thank you for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate it when the six man calls in. My man. Yeah. Hey, hey what's up, Riley's next week, Q? Hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. Q, what's up with oh, you? Oh, what's up? Man? You got something to say, Ken? Oh, you want to come on, man? The Eagles. All right, let me let me. Okay, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, get that off. We, we got a couple I, more calls to get to. Go ahead. I said this. Oh, oh said my bad, this. my bad, Kyle. I don't know. I'm gonna just say this. Real quick. Go ahead, go ahead, I, said this, I said this. I said this week one. I said this week one. As bad as Nick Foles is going to be, the pieces around him will not allow him to lose the game for us. I don't care what no one says. But Sean McCoy, Darius Foles, Jeremy Macklin, even though he was soft as hell last night. Riley Cooper can't get the ball. But as long as we got those two running backs doing their thing, we're going to be good. I'm going to leave okay. it on that. And how about them Giants? But, you know, I ain't going to talk about that. This uh. <laughs> get on the phone, Q. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right, I'm out here, man. 646-478-0356 is the number to call. Shout out to our boy Q, the six-man calls in each and every week. Always bringing something hot and heavy. Very passionate, young brother. Uh, let's jump to, let's see, okay, no, okay, that call dropped. Um, okay, so the call just dropped. Uh, I guess we, since we, we've talked about the legal stuff, um, you know what, man, let, let's go to fantasy football real quick. Um, Dead End Sports has a fantasy league. I'm pretty sure you all out there play in a fantasy football league. Um, so simply put, man, I'll, I'll start first with you, uh, FIFO. How did you do this weekend in your fantasy football? You know, um, I'm, I'm looking at my, my squads right now, so uh, come back to me, Kyle. Okay. Uh, Beasy, how, how did you do in fantasy football? Uh, I did all right. I made, I, I made, I, I whooped up on FIFA, but in the dead end sports. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I, lo- I lost in my main league, and I lost in the other league I played with, with you guys, the real NFL. Just because I made some bad, some bad uh, lineup situations, so I, I can't really be mad at, I can't be mad at my team or saying, oh my guys and step up and like that. Only person I can be mad at is myself, and and I cost us the, the L in the real NFL. Um, I also be, I also be FIFO in the all defensive league. We had a close matchup going on, and we both mm-hmm. had like we both had two defensive guys going that eight thirty that eight thirty game that Sunday night game, and I ended up pulling out by like three points, like barely. So. Yeah, I, I can say I, I guess FIFA was just my was my uh was my uh, mat was my doormat this weekend. But yeah, I, I lost <laughs> my ma- I lost mm-hmm. my main league. You know, I had a I had Sean going into Monday night. I had uh, Sean McCoy and um and uh, Reggie Wayne and Adam Vinatieri going in. I was down by twenty five points. They they couldn't. I ended up losing by like I think like six or five points. So they 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 did a little work, but it wasn't good enough. So. Okay, okay. Um, my my fantasy league, uh, I got I'm in four leagues. Uh, it was a rough week for your boy. Um, I went one and three. Uh, the defensive league, I, I like you said, B. I, I, I'm I'm gonna have to retool some things because uh, I only lost by like maybe two points, and I have 
three guys on my team that's not even in the NFL. So uh, I, I'm gonna need to go draft some people, I guess, or pick up some people off the waiver wire. Uh, the Dead End Sports League <sighs> took an L in that league to uh, Brother Ken, you know. And, and let me just say, let me start by saying I, I am a gracious winner. I'm, I'm a gracious loser. But this guy, Ken, man, this dude is posting <laughs> stuff on Twitter. He's taking <laughs> screenshots. He's posting it on. And, and if you and if you don't believe me, when you get a chance, go to our dead. Go to the website deadandsports.com. Ken had, I mean, just. And then I look at the when I look at the standings, Ken and I are the same. We're, we're both one and one. So you know, no, it was rough for your boy, no. but I tip I tip my Yankees fitted captain Ken. He won. He beat me fair and square. Uh, I got to get more production out of Jason Witten because Jason Witten clearly is killing me right now. Uh, I did, however, succeed with um, um, Darren Sproles got off for me last night, and I I really had thrown in the towel. Prior to last night's game, because I didn't even think Darryl, Darren Sproles would do anything for me, but he kept it close, so you know it, it's all good. So, Ken, you want to talk about your fantasy week, man? Close. <laughs> this guy. I I don't even have to play Lashawn McCoy, and I still would have beat you last night. <laughs> I mean, we we got we got half hour left, Ken. I to <laughs> We got half hour left. <laughs> I went five and zero oh last week because I'm a genius, man. I'm just good, man. But look, look, Kyle. I told you last week, man. I, I knew you were you were gonna lose, and I, you know, and, and I wasn't worried about you at all. You know, because you know, I remember when I looked at your team. I was like, oh, he's starting Brandon Marshall. Yeah, he might not play, but you know, uh, he did. And even if you would have played Brandon Marshall, <laughs> you still would have lost. <laughs> it still would have been close. That's the thing that makes it so funny. Oh my god! Woo. Oh man! When I saw Darren Sproles running all over the field, I, I, look, I, I won't, I won't lie. I, I was mad. I was like, man, you got serious. I see it's a screen pass coming. You guys can't stop this guy. But you know, I didn't realize I was beating you really that bad. <laughs> I thought it was going to be close. But uh, but yeah, man. I mean, you know, Kyle, man, you just stepped into uh, unprecedented territory, man, and. And you know you, you're playing with people that know what they're doing, man, and and that's the problem. So you can have to step. I mean, we got the same man. record though. You, you we're one and one. No, we don't. No, we don't. I'm two and zero, oh, baby. And you're I two, beat okay. you in the you're two and zero oh in the league. Okay, all right. And I beat you in the defensive league, man. So so I hit you with the two feet. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you listening, if you don't, if if you think this is all a joke, this is really who he is. Okay. So this is, this is who he is, is. And, and trust me, we've been bombarded with tweets and text messages since about mm-hmm. one o'clock. So Ooh. I mean, you know, you know, he's he's been on one all day. So I, you know, I, I had hey. to let him get it on and get his shine. Oh, Are you done, I'm not done. Ken? I, I'm not done. I, I got beat. I got beat this weekend too. <laughs> See, I wasn't worried about you, Kyle. I was <laughs> worried about B because cause B has a squad. And, and and I was like, man, I think we can pull it out if 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 my guys do what they need to do. But I don't know, man. I don't know. So I had my doubts. But when I checked that one something, and I thought he still had Doug Martin in, yeah. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, we might make yeah. this happen. Yeah. But I was unsure because I had Brandon Marshall too, 
And I didn't know whether or not he was going to play. But I saw that Ashawn Mark Jeffrey wasn't going to play either. So I said, you know what? One of those guys are playing. And I said, you know what? I'll take my stand. So I'll start Brandon Marshall, and if he doesn't play, I'll put in Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde didn't do anything, but that was my backup plan. And um, thank God I did because Brandon Marshall got all three touchdowns, 48 yards receiving. Um, Toby Gerhardt didn't do anything. Uh, my receivers didn't do anything because Carson Palmer had, got hurt. And uh, Asiata, we already know what happened with Peterson, so I couldn't count on him at all. So I really thought I was going to lose, so I really didn't care. But Asiata got off, and then uh, who else? Um, I had somebody else. Brandon Marshall got off, and I was like, you know what? I, I, I might have a chance of this thing. And, you know, with B not playing anybody, and Torrey Smith didn't do anything for him, so we kind of and that was to, And that was my fault, too. And that, that, yeah. that, that, that was my two mistakes, Torrey Smith and Doug Martin. And they were made even worse. I had Mark Ingram on the bench, and he put up 16 points for me. And I was like, damn. Like, that was a difference maker for me pretty much right there. I was pissed. Yeah, but he's going to some... Huh? Huh? I couldn't be oh. mad at no one but myself. I couldn't I couldn't be mad at my team because my team did what they did, but... And I, and yeah, I, yeah. I almost, I almost cracked 100 with me making mistakes at, at, you know, making mistakes as a general manager. So that tells you how dangerous my squad is. It's just... I, I, it was my fault. It was just... It was... Purely my fault. So I like to take this loss like a man. And, and I'll tell you how bad it was because when because I thought I had a shot after the first game, after after the the first round of games. Yep. And yep. Then I looked you. up and I, <laughs> and I said B and I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, Aiden Thomas, Percy Harvest. I said, man, Here it man, is. get it, man. And then Marshall got off, and I was like, and I that saved you. That saved you. That saved you. That's safe but you know what? If if Marshall would have probably had one touchdown or maybe even two, I would have still had a shot. But him doing that three, yeah, Marshall that, went that off. That was yeah, yeah. Marshall yeah, went off. That, that that pretty much did that did me in. I thought I was done. I was like, damn. But yeah, yeah. but I, 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 look, I didn't know that my guys were going to play that well Monday. You know, I don't know Foles and the kicker and whoever else I had. Oh, Hertz, Hertz was going to do anything, especially yeah. when. Well, they scored two rushing touchdowns, but they came through. I, look, B, I had already said I lost that game. I wasn't even really paying that much attention to it. No, when, when, yep, when Doug yeah. Martin oh. died, I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah. I was lucky. When I saw it, I was like, oh, I won. All I wanted to do this week was beat Kyle. I didn't care about <laughs> I, I beat B enough times and beat B. Uh. I just wanted to beat Cow. You know, Cow you know, you know it's great when you're on that radar, folks. You know it's great when you're on that radar. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say, man. You know you're good when you're on that radar. The phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. You are locked in live to the best sports show on the Internet right now. You tune in to Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle, joined by my partners in crime, my man FIFO, my man BZ, and my man Ken. Uh, make sure that you listen to us each week. If you missed any parts of this show or any other shows, check us out. You can check us out right here, blogtalkradio.com backslash Dead End Sports. Uh, you can catch us on Stitcher. If you have an Android or iPhone, uh, subscribe to Stitcher. It's 
free, uploaded to your phone. Doesn't cost you anything. You can listen at home or on the go at your leisure. If you're on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes. And please, 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 ma'am, please, sir, leave us some feedback so we can know what we're doing right or what we're doing wrong. Five-star ratings. Any ratings you put on there will be read live on the air. Um, Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We just dropped a new video. Uh, top 10 quarterbacks in 2014. Uh, this one got heated as well, so <laughs> we're going to definitely look forward to your feedback and your commentary in the comment section. Let's jump back to the phone lines, man. Let's go to the Shy. Let's go to Shy Towns. Area code 773. You're on the air with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, what's up, guys? Jockman. Jockman, what's hey, going on, brother? Hey, what's good, man? Um, Doing really good, doing really good. Uh, four and one last week in my fantasy league. Uh, Sweet. That Sunday night game was huge for me. Like in one of my uh, one of my uh, teams, I had like eighty combined points from like four guys. Uh, nice. Wow, Cutler. that's great. Yeah. Yeah, Cutler, Marshall, Crabtree, and Martellus Bennett. Now, Jockman, you you're a huge Bears fan. How, how big was that win the other night? That was that was just awesome. It was an awesome game. It, despite the flags, it was just awesome to see. Like, um, after, like, by the end of the second half, I was like, if Bears don't score right here, I'm going to start playing Destiny right now because I'm not watching the second half of this. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Destiny player. Yeah, Destiny. Yeah. Um, but uh, Brandon Marshall with that amazing touchdown grab after Cutler took that huge hit to the chest. That was, that was like, I, they might win this game after that I saw when I saw that. Um, yeah, that was huge. That was a great win. Didn't need that. No badly. doubt, no doubt. It's um, it's unfortunate to see uh, Charles Tillman be out for the year. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, that was that was hard. Tillman's out. He tore his uh, pectoral. Uh, he is out for the season and possibly his career, man. Oh wow, uh, that's it's, terrible. Yeah, so can you see like all this stuff going on with like all the, all like the Adrian Peterson stuff, the uh, Ray Rice stuff, the Rick Hardy stuff, and like Tillman's like one of like the most generally good guys yep. in the NFL. And uh, yep. just to see him uh, go down like that is hard. Yeah, but he, he uh, is the, the uh, I think he's the reigning Walter Payton Man of the Year. Um, yeah. Very, very good guy, Charles Peanut Tillman. So we hope him the best. We wish him the best. A uh, couple, couple, quite a few guys went down this past weekend, man. So, um, yeah. uh, like I said, big win for the Bears, man. Big win for the Bears. Big win for the Bears. You got anything else for us tonight, Jockman? Um, not much else. The only thing that would have made uh, the uh, NFL weekend, the actual playing better would have been if uh, the Jets didn't screw up like they did. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> that way the Bears would be the only team in the NFC North to win. Oh, but, uh, oh well. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was crazy. That, that was, was terrible. You got anything else for us tonight, man? Uh, not much else. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for having me. Oh, man, yeah, thanks again for calling in. We week, definitely man. appreciate it, Jock. Yeah. All right, see ya. Peace. Peace. Phone number, Jock, call 646-478-0356. Now let's jump to four and one. my biggest fan, my dad. Dad, what's going on, man? Nothing much, son. We had a game today. The Florence Chick-fil-A Junior Football League Packers lost their third straight. Oh, y'all lost? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, we haven't scored yet. Oh, that's bad coach again. No, I ain't bad. Coach is bad. They want to get rid of you. (laughs) (laughs) 
we, we were talking earlier about um, the Adrian Peterson situation while I got you on the line. Uh, what, what's your take on that as far as, you know, should he be should he, should he be playing? You know, I really thought about that, and as you know, I'm a child advocate. Basically, right. what Adrian Peterson's going to have to have, he needs to go to a parenting class because he reflects the, what he, the way he was raised. Now, I think he went too far. I saw the marks. I can't see spanking a four-year-old to the point to where he gets marks, period. I think right. an open hand on the butt would have been the right way to handle that. But he wasn't raised that way. He was raised getting branches, you know, uh, or or limbs. I mean, you know, the way he was raised and the way a lot of kids were raised by these old-fashioned parents, they... They don't mind putting whelps in your behind. If you draw a little bit of blood, that's okay. Because truth be told, most of you, even though my mom is from the north, you find most, especially southern mamas, if they were uh, to go before court nowadays, most of them would be uh, would be indicted for child abuse. Yep. I don't think I would have, yep. but... It would have been a close well. Call let me let, let me speak from personal experience. If they had the laws that, that they have now, you'd you'd probably get the electric chair. <laughs> <laughs> man, I can't remember beating you like that. Well, you you might not remember any spankings, but hell, I do. <laughs> you ain't got that many spankings. Uh, I did. I didn't have to get enough. I, I the the ones that I got, I remember. Trust me. But I get well, your point. Like I, I, say, I get your point. We never get. We never love any. You know. I feel like this. Uh, he, his crime was more ignorance than anything else. And even if I know that with the experience I have as a child advocate, uh, if he goes in a family court, they're going to make him take parenting courses. They might make him take anger management and call it a done deal. Uh, because that's pretty much all he needs. Because... He really, I don't think he had the intent of beating that child. Uh, it looked bad, but then remember, it's a child, and it's a young child, and they they don't have the toughest of skin in the world. That's another reason why he maybe should have used an open hand rather than anything else. Uh, so, you know, that's, I think, I don't have a problem with them playing him this Sunday because, like I said, I, I know he didn't, it was nothing done intentional. Now, if you go back to Vic, same thing. I think that they over that they went too far on his punishment because he too comes from that culture. It's it was a culture. It was the most common thing in the world for for young black kids or young black men to fight dogs. I find it distasteful, but that's what they did. You know. Right. It's not it's not what I would do, but it's it's what they did. So you gotta you know, give them a little leeway because of that culture. Uh now, what bothers me is the fact that Ray White Rice's wife well Ray Rice is treated more kindly for hitting his wife than Vic was for fighting a dog. You know what, Dad? We had a we had a discussion Preach. about that. Uh, uh, me and some friends of mine, and I think part of what it is is that the human element.
element and then the animal element and even it with it with Adrian Peterson the child element the child can defend himself uh, uh, right. uh and I'm not saying a woman should have to fight a man and neither can a dog you know but what made Vic's case more humanized is that you know they come people would come home from work and they turn on the news and they see Mike Vic fighting dogs and then they've got little Sparky you know jumping on their leg and so that makes it more and then all they can see is their dog you know, being abused or, or mm-hmm. having that type of stuff happen to him. Um, I think in, in in Ray Rice's case, I think where Goodell is in hot water is that if Ray Rice told him, hey, this is what I did, yeah. you didn't have to it's see a they, tape they, to, to see up, that. You know, if, if I told you this is what I did. You said, okay, well, this, I'm gonna gi- I'll give you two games for this. I told you, I told the Ravens this is what I did, and then – you know, now all of a sudden the tape comes out, and now all of a sudden I'm now everybody's, now everybody's covering their behind. And, exactly. You know, uh, I unless I haven't heard Ray Rice speak, but if he said that he told Gazelle exactly that, then Gazelle must have been listening in Portuguese. In other words, he didn't hear any English; he just heard Portuguese. Because other than that, I think he's uh, covered his tail too. Uh, I understand that people people say that he's a man of honor, that he has all this integrity. I don't know. I'll take your word for it until it's proven otherwise. But if it isn't, if it's proven otherwise, it won't surprise me. Now I also know that people have a tendency to circle their wagons. Now the right. one, two people that I kind of trust in this situation, I trust Mara and. Rooney, those are old-time people who have a long association with the game, and but they're also men of integrity. They're men who, you know, if they do an investigation, if they do a thorough investigation, they came up to, and they, they about the only people I believe is they say that Fidel uh, didn't know anything, I believe. Definitely, definitely. Thank, well, as always, we, we definitely appreciate you for calling. You got anything else for us tonight, Dad? Yeah, Kyle. Uh, I hear you guys so much your fantasy leagues. I haven't gotten the faintest idea how that mess works because I never have. Yeah, you got You got to get on next year. Does it take we'll, a lot we'll of time? We'll put you in the dead end next year. All right, I'll look forward to it. All right, and I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I want to go over some ideas on. How I can improve my offense? I'm I'm at a wit's end right now. You may want to talk to Ken since he's a, he, he he's winning fantasy football. He he might know a little bit about offense. Okay. <laughs> well, my problem is my problem is very simple. I got a big offensive line that'll hit somebody one time, then let them run by. Him. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I, I'll call yeah. you in the morning, Dad. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, I'll talk to you Go later. Bye bye. Phone number my dad calls. Six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Yeah, Ken's a guru now. <laughs> always been. Uh, what did you say, Ken? I said always been. <laughs> Let's jump to the phone lines. Area code seven one seven seven one seven. You're in the air with uh, Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Seven one seven. Hey. 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 Who's this? Hey. This is uh, my name, John. I'm from PA. John, what's going on, brother? Uh, not much. Just uh, nice to be on here. Okay, what you got for yeah, us tonight, John? Yeah, what's good? Um, 
I was just on the the web the NFL.com and I saw they had the uh, they just announced the uh, 2015 Hall of Fame uh, nominees. Uh, they got like a uh, how many? There's like a 113 uh, nominees this time. Mm-hmm. They got guys like uh, uh, Sean Alexander, uh, Isaac mm-hmm. Bruce is back, Teddy Bruschi, uh, Randall Cunningham. Uh, Priest Holmes. Right. Then they got guys like, uh, they're coming back like, uh, Dave, Terrell Davis and, uh, Tim Brown mm-hmm. and Bettis. I just want to, you know, if you, if you can check it out, just want to get your opinions on, like, who should make it, who do you think should make it in the Hall of Fame this year? Okay. That's a, that's a very good question. I think what happens is, my, my, and to my knowledge, They'll come out with a huge list, like what you said. It's like 120 some other people. They'll. Yeah. What happens is the sports writers, the certain delegated sports writers of America, they'll vote on it and then they'll narrow it down to like 50, right? After they narrow it down yeah. to 50, they'll bring it down to another 20, and then from the 20, yeah. they'll have 15 finalists. And when they and they'll meet. Uh, the Hall of Fame committee will meet uh, the Sunday. Is usually the Sunday before the. I mean, excuse me, the Saturday before the Super Bowl. They'll meet, and each writer has to go and you know. There, there's usually someone that speaks on someone else's behalf, um, and so that's how they yeah. narrow it down. Uh, to be honest, it's, it's going to be tough, and it, it gets tougher and tougher each year. To be honest with you, um, but there, there's some great people on it, and you know the, the thing that's kind of de- the downside to it a little bit. John is that you know there's always somebody deserving that you know that gets left off the list. So yeah. Um, but we'll definitely I don't have I'm sorry I don't have the list in front of me but we'll definitely talk about that as well especially if we get closer and closer to the time because just personally I think the way that they go about it is kind of flawed. But um and even like I'm I, I will be the first to admit I'm a former wide receiver so I'm a little biased for wide receivers and it's very hard for wide receivers to get in. You got a guy like Andre Reed that just got in this year, uh, but Tim Brown is still on the list, and he's waiting. Yeah. And you know, if Tim Brown doesn't get in, we got what three more years before Randy Moss will be up, and Randy Moss arguably will be first ballot. And then I think mm-hmm. in two more years, oh, yeah. T.O. will be eligible. You know what I mean? So yeah. if a guy like Tim Brown doesn't get in before Moss and uh, T.O. does, I mean, if if he doesn't get in soon, you know, he may find himself behind these guys, and they generally don't draft, you know, uh, excuse me, elect receivers, uh, you know, multiple receivers at once. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out, and we're definitely going to talk about it, especially as the time uh, comes closer. Uh, You got anything else for us tonight, John? Hey, hey, Kyle, real quick, looking through it, um, just looking at the list, I would like to see Randall and Randall Cunningham and Kevin Green get in. Um, I, I think they're they're deserving. Um, I know it's a huge list, and I'm really kind of just going through it now. But those two kind of stood mm-hmm. out for me uh, right away. And um, so yeah, if I had to name some guys that I would like to see get in, those would be two definitely definitely that I think should get in. Um, you know, the Hall of Fame. Off the top of my head, I think I think Bettis gets in this year. I think this will be I think this is his, this will be his, like his third or fourth year as a finalist. I think Jerome Bettis gets in this year. Um, that's just off the top of my head, um, but it, it's it's always close, man. And it, and there's always guys that are very deserving that get left off. And we're just talking about contemporary guys, not not to mention the guys that played in the 
sixties and seventies, the senior committee, and then you got coaches like you know some of the coaches that haven't gotten in yet. So um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, man. Definitely. You got anything else for us, John? Uh, no, that's about it. Just uh, again, just wondering to get your opinions. You know, personally, I would like to see uh, Jamal Lewis. He's on there. You know, I'm a Ravens fan, so and I, okay. I, Jamal Lewis was like one of my favorites ever to play. So. He probably won't, but get in, but this year, but. Before you get out here, you say you're a Ravens fan. What's, what's your take on Ray Rice, man? Uh, should he should he appeal his suspension? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly don't really. Uh, I kind of just stopped following Ray Rice after you know the whole after the incident, and then he got released by the Ravens. Um, okay. I don't really actually know the whole info about it right now. Um, it's just I just kind of stopped following Ray Rice. Okay. Yeah, okay. I just kind of moved oh on God. from I it. I can definitely respect uh, that. I already definitely know about that. it. Yeah, for real. <laughs> hey, with John, thanks for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate it. Yeah, man, thanks. No problem. Right, Phone number, John, call 646-478-0356. we got a couple minutes left before we got to get out of here. Let's jump to area code 205. 205, you're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Captain Sneak. This is, uh, Captain Sneak, what's Gaffer. going on, man? Uh, I don't mind. Good, How brother. Man, good. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I know you called in uh, when Dead End Hip Hop was on my show. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Uh, just wanted to go back on the uh, the receiver Hall of Fame thing. Uh, I was go thinking, ahead. you know, Sterling, Sterling Sharp is not in the Hall of Fame. You know his yeah. he got cut, he got cut off you yep. know, early because of that neck injury, but you know you look at his stats he had seven incredible years with Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for me y'all were talking about Tim Brown and Andre Reed, and while Tim Brown probably had better regular season numbers, Andre Reed was huge in the playoffs. Like you go back right. to the Super Bowl that they got blown out by Dallas, he had 150 yards. And then there was a playoff game against the Dolphins in 1990. He had another 144 yards. It was in the snow. Kelly and Marino throwing it yep. out. Um, so that. for me, Reed Reed always just was big in big games. And he was. And then another game I think about is the, the comeback game. You know, he caught a couple of touchdowns from Frank Wright. So for me, mm-hmm. Tim oh, Brown yeah. was, was an incredible player. But for me, like, and, and also you got to look at his supporting cast because it was a lot of years it was just Tim Brown. But for me, Andre Reed was, you know, always there in big games, uh, you know, in my opinion and everything. So if it was up to me, and I guess that's just the way they thought, Andre Reed was the first pick. And I, and I like Cunningham going into the Hall of Fame because I think, you know, he, he played on some terrible offenses in Philadelphia. You know, Buddy Ryan was so focused with the defense, and while they had some incredible defenses, including the 91 team, they mm-hmm. never really gave him weapons. And then you saw that in 98 when you gave him, Randy, when you gave him weapons, you saw how yeah. great he could be. What he could do, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I well, guess Reed, the last Reed thing fortunately made, enough for Reed, I mean, he waited for a long time, but Reed actually got into the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, he was inducted uh, two months ago in the Hall of Fame ceremony, so he's in. But uh, like you said, I mean, it, it's 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 a stack, and, and that's just that's just one position. You know, you look at a guy like Terrell Davis, and people say, well, I don't know if he played long enough. Or you say, you know, a guy like Jerome Bettis, who I think when he retired, he was he's definitely in, a, I think, top 
six or seven in rushing. So if Russ is going to get in, it's just a question of when. So, you know, that's that's a very good point, Captain Sneak. You know, and I would just say this. I got one more question, but I was going to say this about Terrell Davis. You know, sometimes I think, you know, we get too long get too caught up in like how long they played. Sometimes you gotta look at what they did during their peak. And you know, during right. his peak for those four years in Denver, you know, you could argue, I mean, what running back had a better four four years. I'm not saying he, he's you know, he's not the greatest ever, of course not. But for those four years, you know, especially in ninety seven and ninety eight, ninety eight he ran for two thousand, I mean he was an unbelievable back. You know. But uh so I I sent you a, a question on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, and I, I know y'all don't really have time, but I would love to hear you guys discuss about who you think of of all time, who are the greatest NBA teams, like for one season, you know, on a on a conversation or something one day. Oh, it's just uh, I always wondered who you guys would think that is, and you know, hopefully that'll what, be what, what is it? What was that? The, the greatest what? NBA teams. greatest NBA right. teams for one particular season. Yeah. Oh, okay. Man, that that sounds like a uh, that might be. <laughs> I don't know if we want to do that for a show or do that for a, a video. That's a that, yeah. That would do one, man. I gotta think about that. Ooh, <laughs> damn. Ain't nothing um, to think about. Yeah, it ain't. <laughs> you ain't seven oh, look at this guy, Shot Town representing. That was the first. That was the first. The team that popped up in my head was the was the Bulls that won seventy two games. I mean, I, I thought that was an open shut case right there. Well, but, uh-huh. nah, I don't know if it's open and shut, B. I don't either. Well, well, well look at this. Look at this. Sorry. I'll leave you guys with this, but just uh, look at the team from eighty five, eighty six, Boston Celtics. Look at the front line: Bird, Bill Walton. Parrish and Kevin McHale. Think about that as your front your 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 front line. You can mix them any way. And then you've got Danny Ainge, Dennis Johnson, and they had an incredible bench. And they won forty one games at home and they just rolled through the playoffs, you know, just like the Bulls did. So I mean I think that, you know, that's one team that I would think that would, you know, deserve an argument. And, uh, you know, I'll leave you guys with that. But thank you so much, as always. Oh, man, anytime. We definitely appreciate you for calling in, Captain Sneak. Thank yeah, you. man. Peace. Peace. Phone number, Captain Sneak, call 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Man, we have had a pack-filled show uh, we got a few minutes before we get out of here. You know what? We haven't done this in a while, man. Final thoughts. Um, I'm gonna give you a second to ponder your final thoughts. Uh, I'm, I'm, ready oh, I'm ready for mine. I'm ready. Okay, okay, B, B, easy, oh. easy. The B maker of the crew, hailing from the D. What you got? Uh, final thoughts, kind of two quick points. Uh, first, I want to touch on Serena Williams getting her 18th major. Uh, she's right behind Steffi Groff as the most uh, women to have second ma- second most majors in the open era of tennis. So she got 18. Steffi Groff has 22. So I think we've been witnessing uh, greatness for the last 15 years of Serena Williams. Um, secondly, I want to touch on the Mayweather and Maydonna fight. Yes. It, it went it, it went exactly how I pictured it. Mayweather already knew what he was going to do. 
Madonna is not that type of boxer where he's going to come in and change his game plan. He already felt he won the first fight, so that's why he came. Yeah, that's why he felt he was going to come aggressive again, which he really didn't because Mayweather was on his toes, and all he was doing was countering. So I knew it was going to be an easier win and more convincing win for Mayweather. But I am a little bit concerned, just like Stephen A. Smith said. Mayweather didn't look, even though he was sharp, but he didn't look like himself. Like, it was something about Mayweather that night that just didn't look sharp about him. So, you know, I don't know if the, if the age is finally catching up with him. He better get he better get his game face on these next these last two fights. Real quick, uh, Ken, uh, final thought. Foles, man. Foles doesn't look good. That's all I got to say. I'm worried. He's on my back. <laughs> Foles, what about you? You got 60 seconds. Man, the, the NFL is soft. All them hits on Ben Roethlisberger was legal. Palomalu laying dudes out legally. They, yo, they need <laughs> to do something because these are some real hits. Like, like they adjusted that the officials need to adjust now. No doubt, no doubt. My final thought, man, hey, thank you. That's all I can say, man. Thank you. It, it's, we're coming up on a year dead end sports. Got to thank you. We'll, uh, there'll be a post coming very soon on my personal thoughts of dead end sports. Uh want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Appreciate the love. Uh, remember, if you missed any parts of tonight's show, you can check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash dead end sports. Uh, you can also check us out on Stitcher as well as iTunes. Um, it's been a fun field show as we do each and every week. You know we're going to pick it this week. So for Ken, for B, for FIFO, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Oh, it's my jam. We'll holler you next week. Peace. Hey. I start freestyling right now. <laughs>